today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Been to Waterdown lately? If you drove, you're probably part of the problem. They have a horrific traffic problem there, especially during rush hour, and it's because of all the growth that's occurred out there. Uh, and I'm, it's it's well somewhat problematic, and uh, it's been the uh, clarion call of the the Flamborough councillors from that area over the last uh, twenty years or so to actually do something about this. Well, Judy Partridge is the councillor for Ward Fifteen. Just uh, of course sworn in again last night as the new council got down to work. She joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about some of the problems and maybe even some of the solutions. Judy, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Thank you, Bill. It's always delightful to be back. Well, listen, let's talk about some of these issues. I mean, this uh, water down not too many years ago was this quiet little place, uh, you know, with beautiful stone buildings, heritage buildings, not unlike Ancaster downtown and, and so many other places. It's booming right now, and it, it seems in some people's minds, Judy, as if it's uncontrollable. Well, the traffic is horrific. There's no question about that. But, you know, Bill, it has not been a sleepy little town or village for probably about 15, 20 years. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I don't know that anybody foresaw that happening at the time. I mean, there's always going to be growth. We get that. Mm. Uh, both yourself and Ted McBeak and the former MPP for the area, former mayor, I guess, uh, for that area, uh, have uh, pointed the finger pretty much at Places to Grow, which was a provincial document that was put in by the McGuinty government about uh, 15 years ago, I guess. You know what? And, and it, when, when Waterdown was mandated for all that growth, and, you know, Waterdown wasn't alone, it was also the Winona area and Upper Stony Creek and Alfrida and Glanbrook. Um, but when that happened, it, you know, it probably would have worked okay if the infrastructure had been mandated to happen at the same time. And that's not what happened. And that's, that's one of the reasons why we have the issues that we have today. Why didn't it happen? I mean, well, there's, I've got my, th- my thoughts on this, but I'd like to get your perspective on this. Well, you know, we have to go back to the Ontario Municipal Board, and we have to go back to the original, um, the whole province mandating the growth, which I believe was in uh, the late 1990s, uh, just before amalgamation, and, and I would suggest a precursor to that amalgamation. But, you know, when that happened, and of course, then it headed off to the courts, it headed off to the Ontario Municipal Board, um, and there just there never seemed to be so enough of an agreement locally on on what needed to be done. Now, unfortunately, the Ontario Municipal Board ruled against um, the the town at the time and the region, and uh, you know the growth was was set to come. The bypass itself, which needs to be built, um, and by the way, the bypass in Waterdown is not going to be the silver bullet for all of this. But it is about eight years behind schedule, and uh, it's it's just I, I'd almost call it a comedy of errors if it wasn't so ridiculously tragic. Here's part of the problem. I'll just throw my two cents sure. worth into this as well, because I I remember the places to grow. I remember talking with the minister in charge at the time, and uh, and and it seemed to make an awful lot of sense. We knew there was going to be growth, and they wanted to control growth, and there were some predictions in there. But it, the document itself, Judy, does talk about infrastructure keeping up with that growth. They haven't done it. And, and the bypass in Waterdown is only one example of that. Uh, the Places to Grow document also talks about because of the uh, commercial industrial growth that's going to happen, they need to build the Mid-Pen Highway on the upper part there. And, th- and that was in the document. Yet, the, you know, the government, the McGinney government just said, nah, nah, we're not going to do that. And Well, you're stifling the, the community when you do that. Well, exactly. And so, you know, when it comes down to 
people making decisions about what is going to happen in a community that is so far out of their, uh, you know, out of their reach. They, they don't visit it. They don't know what's going on. And it all comes down to that, uh, mis- that misuse of planning. And really, you know, when you look at water down, you, you really have to go back to what was the purpose in the original plan. <laughs> You're going back to the 1700s now. But here we are with a village that was really... Um, you know, a stagecoach uh, traffic route to Ottawa, to Toronto, and so it's built right on the edge of the escarpment. We only have two east-west roads in, in the area, and that's Dundas Street and Parkside. We only have one north-south route, and yet we have 20,000 people living just in Waterdown alone, and that is going to grow substantially over the next five to ten years. So if that's that's all you've got. Even if you look at Dundas, Dundas has five east-west roads and, uh, and north-south roads. So you're going back to how it was originally planned, well, why would you look at a community that has that lack of infrastructure and decide that you're going to build, you know, 7,000, 8,000 new housing units, which is going to add an additional 18,500 people to a population base in a tiny little community. It, 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 it makes no sense. So what, what kind of answers are you getting from the government, obviously? This is, by the way, we should mention, not a, just strictly a municipal problem. I mean, the province is supposed to be part of this, this solution here with, with the, this bypass, and uh, they drag their heels on this time and time again. Where, where does it sit right now? So, well, the bypass has been approved by the province back in uh, 20, I believe it was 2014, 2013, 2014. And so that's only four years ago. Now, it was originally uh, designed and submitted with, uh, you know, environmental st- studies done and all the necessary studies done. It was submitted back in, I believe it was 2002 to 2005. So it didn't get approved until 2014. Well, you can't you can't uh, do the engineering that needs to be done and you can't start purchasing land until that route is actually approved, right? So we've had four years and now we're scrambling. Part of it has been uh, constructed and that's the new Avonside Road that goes from uh, Dundas to Parkside. The people who live there will understand what that means. But, you know, even that has taken some of the pressure off of Dundas Street. But you've got anywhere 15,000 to 20,000 cars a day that travel through Dundas Street. Well, it, it just this coincides very nicely with the discussion we were having about Westlake Memorial Hospital just the other day. Right. Uh, that was also a project that was approved by the provincial government, and they they did nothing. I mean, all the approvals were there. It was ready, signed, sealed, and delivered. And then one year, and it just wasn't in the budget anymore. Uh, and, and much to the chagrin. Now, this, thankfully, there's a happy ending to that because it looks like the hospital is going to get rebuilt. Mm-hmm. But, but th- this is, this is uh, really a, an ongoing problem with, with senior levels of government about following through on the promises. Well, it is. And all you have to do is look at the Morriston Bypass. The Morriston Bypass was uh, off uh, to go around from Highway 6 to go around the little tiny uh, village of Morriston. You know, again, significant backlog in traffic, which affects the movement of goods and services for our large corporations like Maple Leaf Foods and Tim Hortons and many others. Uh, That was approved back in 2002, and it was not built. And it is critical that even that bypass gets built. So, you know, the former uh, provincial government did finally, within the last couple of years, after a consortium of uh, about 60 people got together, spearheaded by, um, uh, by Maple Leaf Foods, including myself and Councillor Pursuta and, uh, you know, many other 
surrounding municipalities lobbied the government and they said, okay, we'll build it in 2019. Well, is it going to be built or not? And again, that is affecting the economy of southern Ontario. It's not just about Morriston. It's not just about Waterdown. It's what it does to hold up the economic engines of our community. Well, and, and I've been there, you've been there, we've all experienced the fact that you're basically gridlocked on, on Highway 6 around Morriston. Uh, and uh, boy, I can still remember when we used to have to go up there to watch the Tiger Cats that season they were up there. And it was, <laughs> That's right uh, up Judy, well. it was ridiculous. It's crazy. It, it took an, an hour and a half sometimes to get up to Guelph from Hamilton, which was just insane. But I mean, that was because of the gridlock traffic. Yep. And, and you know, anybody that wants to talk about gridlock, uh, you know, try to get down Dundas Street and water down at about 4.30 in the afternoon. Oh, you don't even have to go at 4.30. You could go at 2 in the afternoon. You could some mornings, you can go at 11 o'clock. It is absolutely unbelievable. And it, what exacerbates this, because I've seen this happen, is that because of some of the gridlock that's going on on the 403, they jump up there and they're cutting through water down to try to get to where they need to go, which and is only making exactly, a bad situation worse. That is exactly what happens. They try and come up water down road to get off the QEW um, and, and, you know, funnel right through uh, the downtown water down. That then goes into, all that cut through traffic then goes into all the little neighborhood streets because they think there's going to be a route that goes east-west that will take them uh, to where they want to go or get them away from the heavy traffic. It doesn't exist. So where, where do you go forward on this? And, and I understand where Ted McMinkin is coming from uh, because he was awfully frustrated. I know I talked to Ted about this a number of times. Mm -hmm. uh, Pre-amalgamation or pre-places to grow, we should say, uh, there was actually a, a motion by Flamborough Council at that time to slow down growth because they wanted to say, whoa, just let's let's do the infrastructure, exactly what you're asking for now. Exactly. Uh, once Places to Grow was passed by the provincial government, it was no holds barred, and city council could just say, no, we're, we're moving up there, and you guys can't, you're part of Hamilton now, so you, you, you know, you're under our bylaws. So this is kind of a perfect storm of, of, of events here that put you in this predicament. Well, and you have to remember, too, that at that time, uh, we had the amalgamation. We also had the uh, MPAC reassessments of all the properties, which escalated taxes tremendously. And you had the downloading of the provincial government. So, you know, again, it, it's like all of this exacerbates, and it's all interconnected. But we have to solve it. You know, we could talk about this. They've been talking about that bypass, which is not a new concept. It's been in the works for 35 years. 35 years, and it's still not built. It's, you know, if we finalize the design of it, uh, I say we, it was the city of Hamilton and the previous council at the time, uh, finalize the design of it, but it's still not built to this day. Now, the mayor and I have met on this uh, within the past week, and we are pulling together the senior team, um, senior managers within the city of Hamilton and looking at how can we, how can we get this built and expedite it? Because it's all been approved. The money is there. It's just a question of finishing up. There's still, I think, two properties that are major, major pur purchases that, uh, that we need to uh, negotiate. Uh, but it has to happen. It, it, we, we cannot go on like this uh, because something terrible is going to happen. There's going to be another tragedy, and uh, the community just doesn't deserve to have this happen to them.
You know, when we've talked about the growth areas here in Waterdown, Judy, mm-hmm. we, we, a lot of stats here that we've referenced here are, are residential. And, and I understand that because there's more residential p- planned for up there, including some multi-residential high-rise stuff uh, that's uh, that's going to occur. But we haven't even talked about the commercial development and the impact that's had on traffic. Oh, there's going to be a lot of commercial development, particularly on the east side of Waterdown along Dundas Street. And you're right, there are uh, condo towers coming and apartment buildings. But, uh, you know, all of that is just going to exacerbate, um, you know, the, the traffic for sure. We should also talk about, Bill, though, that, you know, Waterdown is not alone here. Because if you look at uh, Glanbrook and what's going on over there, if you look at Upper Stony Creek, the traffic is horrendous over there. Uh, and much the same, you know, it's the infrastructure. Now they have more roads than Waterdown does, but those roads need to be upgraded. So, you know, there's a lot of competing major, major infrastructure projects that are on the go here. The other thing I want to point out is when you look at the growth in Waterdown, uh, it looks like it's a lot of growth right now, and it is, but there's only about 1,500, um, well, maybe even a little less than that, homes that have been built. There's going to be around 7,500 to 8,000 new homes, buildings, units built. So we're, we're not even a third of the way there. That's what worries me the most. Was there a problem, because there was a time, and I still, I think it probably still exists, where the people were just anti-road. In other words, you know, this is terrible for the environment. We, we don't need to build more roads. We just need to do uh, encourage public transit and things of this nature. And, and th- there's a val- valid argument to the, a point on that. I get that. But we still need roads for commerce. And, and, and I think what happened was there was a mindset, even in Queen's Park back, maybe even 10, 12 years ago, that just felt, let's just slow down this road construction thing. And, and it's, I think it's really put a lot of us behind the eight ball. It really has. It's put a tremendous amount of pressure. If you live in the rural area, you need roads and you need, you need a vehicle. You need to be able to get around. Transit is never going to be the solution to that. So, you know, living up here, and when you're in Waterdown, anywhere you want to go, yes, if you live locally, you can walk. Uh, and, and it's a beautiful downtown core to be able to walk around. But, you know, the reality is we need roads and we need that connectivity to, uh, to be able to move uh, goods, you know, like moving of, uh, for our economy. Um, the truck traffic is absolutely unbelievable that goes not only along Dundas, but all the concessions. Just Carlisle Road itself, I cannot believe how many quarry trucks and transport trucks are going up and down that road. They're all truck routes, so you can't, you can't stop them, but we have to kind of try and slow them down. But Dundas Street can get so congested with all the transport trucks, and as you say, all the commercial building. We also have now four business parks out at Clapson Corner that uh, are extremely hot right now with, it, with you know, big companies wanting to move there. Well, those big companies, and they're fantastic because that's part of my you know, mandate and, and for the next four years is, is to bring jobs to this area. Um, they bring a lot of employees with them. I want people who live here in these new housing units and people who are already here to be able to work locally. But we've got to have the infrastructure to handle the traffic that's going to come with that. 
Well, and that's where the shortfall is. And, and I is. understand the city's been frustrated by some of the things that have been promised but not yet done by the province. And uh, and again, it's not all on the province's fault. I mean, there were some planning issues and maybe even some planning decisions by past councils that, uh, you know, with sober second thought, thought maybe not, maybe not such a good idea. But I guess what you and the mayor are doing right now is, okay, whatever happened, however we got here, this is where we are. How are we going to solve it going forward? Well, and that's what we have to focus on. You know, I mean, we could spend hours talking about, you know, what happened and what ifs. Uh, and, and, it's, and at this point, it's a little bit irrelevant. It's what, what we need to do going forward. We have a problem. We have significant issues that we must address. That's what we're doing. That's what we need to continue doing and, and just move forward and, and help the people of this area. All right. If, if you were prioritizing, what's, mm-hmm. what's job one, Judy, to try to do this? The bypass, obviously, is part of that. But as you say, that's not a silver bullet. It's not going to solve everything. Well, the bypass is, is, is two components. So you've got the east-west bypass, which is going to connect up to Highway 6 from uh, Dundas Street. And then you've got the north-south component, which we haven't even touched on, which is Waterdown Road and where, it, and where it connects to the QEW. So that is going to be under construction as well. So, you know, when you look at just the amount of construction that's going to be going on with the infrastructure as well as within those housing developments, uh, it, it's going to be a tremendous impact on on this whole area. On top of that, they still have to do the interchange out at Highway 5 and 6. They can't start that interchange until we finish the bypass and then the CNCP bridge, which is right um, just east of Mill Street on Dundas Street, it's owned by CNCP, it has to be replaced and so that's going to shut down Dundas Street for about eight months. Now, I'm just going to let that sit there for a minute and think about that. Closing down Dundas Street for eight months. Where is that traffic going to go? And so all of these things, they're like dominoes. We have to get that bypass done um, because if we don't have that bypass, we can't move traffic around Waterdown once Dundas is closed. Well, you just brought back memories of uh, when they had to do that to Centennial Parkway a couple of years <laughs> exactly. ago. Uh, and it was not a pretty sight. And it was not a pretty sight for a long, long time. No, and, and you know, this is, my, this is part of my front frustration and why I ran originally was because I, just, I, I went to all those public meetings in, in late 1990s and early 2000s, and, and I just could not believe that they were planning to do all of this development and the road infrastructure, and, and I was watching what was happening, and I'm, I'm thinking, we can't do this. Like, this is just crazy stuff. So trying to move this along to get that construction started, um, you know, is, is absolutely essential. But it's not going to be construction for the next couple of years, and then it's done. We are t- probably talking about another 10 years of construction. Yeah, it's going to be the new normal. Oh, it, 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 and yeah, it's ridiculous. Judy, thanks so much. Uh, obviously, we'll stay in touch as you try to get some things moving in the uh, next couple of weeks and months on this one. I appreciate your time today, though. Absolutely. Thank you, Bill, and we can chat many times about this. You betcha. Take care. Bye-bye. Judy Partridge, Ward 15 Counselor for the Waterdown area. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.